0: Welcome everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Welcome to the show. In the studio, I have Amber Turner in the Belmont studio. I'm just going to let this play in the background while I introduce the show. And you notice I got Turner right this time, Amber.
1: Yes, finally.
0: You know, because I've introduced you several different ways. I first introduced you as Amber. Then I introduced you as Amber Negay. Then I introduced you you as... You
1: actually say that wrong. If you remember, it was Amber Dugay. Amber Dugay. Dugay.
0: And then I say you're Amber Hall, which is your maiden name, and now I finally get it right, which is Amber Hall, so I think what I'm going to do... Which is Amber
1: Turner. Or Amber Turner.
0: (laughs) Which is Amber Turner. I think what I'm going to do now (laughs) is just officially, on Off the Cuff, your name is going to be Amber, and that's all it's going to okay. be. It's just going to be Amber okay. because I'm going to mess it up again. But I came in with some Tom Petty because unfortunately he passed away. Rock and Roll has lost a legend. Yes. I want to share our Tom Petty stories with the podcast because we. I think everyone who likes Rock and Roll they have to like Tom Petty, so you have to have a time and place where you have Listen to tom petty you've saw tom petty in concert or something you've
1: experienced
0: tom petty tom petty so what's yours what is your tom petty experience you
1: know i actually have two and i'll make them short so we won't eat up all of our time because i can eat up all of my time talking about tom petty um so first interaction i had with his music was let's say 90s um i had just kind of discovered mtv i was just allowed to watch mtv and I remember laying on my granny's couch, and Last Dance with Mary Jane came on. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, Kim Basinger is the prettiest woman in the entire world. Despite the fact that I did not, you know, blink an eye at the fact that there was a lot of, you know, necrophilia going on, you know, in this music video, uh, I would later. What but,
0: song is this?
1: Which one? That you're talking Last about? Dance with Mary Jane.
0: Last Dance with Mary Jane. Last
1: Dance with Mary Jane. <laughs> um, and, you know, just as I got older, you know, I always just kind of... Assimilated
0: myself with that song, and this is it. I like it. I I know this song. It's just—it's one of
1: those songs
0: that just—it takes you back. I think too about Tom Petty's music. Even though you 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 hear Tom Petty's name, you might not think you've heard his music, but you've heard his music. You've heard it. You just didn't know who sung it.
1: Exactly. And people think you know. Oh, he was only famous. You know when. 70s and 80s but you know he stayed relevant for what over over 30 30 plus years you know he's up there with Aerosmith he's up there with uh you know Metallica you know I guess he's actually been together longer than Metallica
0: I've played this song a lot on the show I've introed the show to this song a lot
1: running down a dream
0: And this is probably one of his most famous songs, right here. This song, right it is. here, it "Free is. Uh,
1: I do think that uh, "American American Girl" is probably the famous.
0: Played that, played that just a while ago, and uh,
1: that was uh, that was actually my second experience. I got my driver's license, and my mommy let me drive to Claysburg on my own, <laughs> and I put my windows down and I listened to "American Girl" the whole way.
0: Well, my first experience with Tom Petty come from the movie Home Alone when Kevin McAllister is sitting on the plane. Do you have that song on there?
1: I do actually. Yeah he's
0: sitting on the plane he's listening to his talk boy he just got on the wrong plane to go to New York and he's got his headphones in he's listening to Tom Petty on his talk boy listening to the song Christmas all over again and uh, he puts his headphones in and he can't hear the flight attendant say okay passengers non-stop to New York and then this song is playing in his ear so loud that he don't know he's going to New York (laughs)
1: And you know what's funny? I feel like we always re- revert everything in our life back to Home Alone. Yeah. So I think it's kind of fitting.
0: It's full circle. It,
1: it's full circle. You know, well, Home
0: Alone was us. Oh, yeah. oh, great. But Tom Petty, God rest his soul. And uh, that's just a little tribute to Tom Petty here on Off the Cuff, ladies and gentlemen. But also, this is just another sad death that's happened recently. Hugh Hefner, the famous inventor, creator, innovator, trailblazer of, I don't know, what would you say, the porn industry? I don't know, just um, I magazines? he
1: took porn, because, you know, Larry Flint's like the Walmart of porn, yeah. whereas Hugh Hefner was kind of the target. You know, he made it a little more classy. Yeah, he did. Whereas, you know, Larry Flint was, you know, just a little too rough around the
0: edge. Exactly. He owned the magazine Playboy, and, and you're right, he did make it classy.
1: He made it classy. He made it very
0: classy. You know, you had to get a... a Subscription to it, yep. uh, all the articles in the Playboy magazine. You know, because I read the articles. Who oh, didn't? Geez. Who didn't read the articles? Right. That's why people got the magazine. <laughs> but the articles, he kept it classy. I mean, it was like a man's version of Cosmo.
1: Cosmopolitan. I
0: mean, that's all it was. And uh, he, we
1: do not have penises in our
0: cosmopolitan. Y'all don't have penises, but you have everything but that in there. That's true. In the cosmos. That's true. You know, they had the centerfolds, uh, the naked women. I mean, he really... When I say he was an innovator, he was an innovator. Yes, he was. I mean, he took a bold move to put a magazine out in public and put naked women, completely nude, top to bottom in Playboy magazine because they did show top and bottom.
1: But look how many people went on to have lucrative careers starting there. And one person that comes to mind is um, lead singer Blondie. Yeah. Uh, Debbie, what is it?
0: I have no idea who you're talking about, but who I think of is Marilyn Monroe, who was his first centerfold girl. She is actually the person that he has chosen to be buried beside of. I don't know if you knew. he I did. He bought the plot beside Marilyn Monroe. And I guess... He did that because she kind of put his magazine to the top when she was the first woman to pose nude or to be the first woman to be the centerfold in that magazine. So
1: And she was already kind of established on her own. So it's like, you know, here were two. Uh, and that was Debbie Harry, by the way. Debbie Harry Debbie from Harry. Blondie um, Harry. started her musical career after being featured in Playboy.
0: Well, I mean, there's several. There's Pam Anderson who went on to be... Uh, Maywatch uh, Actors TV. Home Improvement. She was on there. Uh, she, and then there was Wrestlers. Wrestlers got into a Sable, uh, which was the most sold magazine cover of all times. the Sable magazine. And then uh, China from Wrestling. She oh, posed geez. nude in Playboy. There was um, there, there was some more. Help me out here. There's Kendra Wilkerson, um, Holly Madison.
1: And then we've got, let's see.
0: Hillary Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: Oh, my God! She almost
0: did it, but Uncle Phil...
1: Uh, Vanessa Williams. You know, she actually was stripped of her Miss America title because of being in this magazine.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was one thing, too. It was frankly, Even though it was still socially accepted by some, it was... It was not by all. By not, not by all. Especially people in uh, blue-collar jobs and, and especially people that had to have crowns like in Miss America. Yep. They did not she like was, that.
1: Unfortunately, she was stripped of her crown. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's probably the the most negative. And she still turned that into a positive. She still went on to have a musical career, a very, very, very good acting career. She was in one of my most favorite TV shows, Desperate Housewives. So, I don't think that that really uh, put the nail in her coffin.
0: I wonder if they're going to bury Hugh Hefner in his robe. Because he always wore that thing around.
1: I would like to think, yes, he's probably buried in a silk robe with silk slippers.
0: With this little Playboy bunny tattooed on his hip. Uh-huh. Because that's what everybody, do you remember that? When people used to take the little Playboy bunnies tanibed. in the yes. tanning beds and they to, they'd take the sticker and they put it on their hip and they'd yep. tan over it and they'd have the little Playboy bunny on their stomach, Yes, you know, trying am, to bring sex appeal to their bodies.
1: Uh, I am guilty of doing <laughs> that. <laughs> every, I think
0: every female that grew up in the 90s.
1: You were guilty of doing that. Yeah,
0: you were definitely guilty of doing that. And really the 80s, Playboy was established when? The 70s?
1: Late
0: sixties, sixties. I don't know. I have no idea. But Hugh Let's, Hefner was ninety.
1: We'll fact check that. Yeah,
0: we'll get our producer to look it up for yeah, us. Yeah, we'll
1: fact check. But
0: that. the Hugh Hefner was he was like ninety, and his wife at the time, his widow now, she's thirty one, thirty one to thirty four.
1: She, she's roughly our age. Yeah, she
0: she's a young woman, and she said she was shocked that he died. How? He was ninety. How well, are how are you shocked that he's dead?
1: Because he did not act like someone who was ninety. Yeah. He's kind of, he was kinda of like Betty White. Yeah. Betty White's the female version of Hugh Hefner. Yeah. You know, everybody knows she's up there in age, but when that lady dies
0: It's still gonna be shocking. It's still
1: gonna be shocking. So I can I can understand that. Yeah. I, I can
0: now that you that. put it like that, I mean, I guess I can understand. Sometimes you forget people's age because they don't act
1: it. Well, and plus you've grown up with them. Yeah. You know, these these are people that you've known. You might not, you know, personally know them, but you know, you've you've kind of encountered them your entire life. And uh, fact check, Playboy was started in 1953.
0: 1953. So yeah, he's been around for over 50 years. Playboy magazine has. Yep. But yeah, you know, when people are when people that we grew up with, Die off, or they get off television and they retire. It's it shocks me. I mean, even when, like I said, when people retire and get off television, Bob Barker, David Letterman, Jay Leno, all of these iconic names that we grew up with that are no longer on television. It's weird, and it really slaps you in the face. It gives you a big slap of reality that we are getting older.
1: Unfortunately, we are.
0: I mean, we, we really are now. They're setting these people to be in place until we're old. When they retire, you know, Drew Carey is going to be at Prices Right probably until we're old and gray. Uh, Jimmy Fallon's going to host it as a night show until we're old and gray. So it's really strange to know that the old passes away and then here comes the new. But that's just the circle of yes. life. Yep. Even in entertainment, it is the circle of life. But yeah, Hugh Hefner, Tom Petty, two, two sad deaths there that's happened just in a short amount of time. But it was overshadowed by a much bigger tragic event. On October 1st, 2017, America's most tragic massacre in history happened it was it was a shooting in Las Vegas where a gunman opened fire from the Bot, what It's not the Botany Bay. I didn't Ma- want to say that.
1: Mandolin Bay. The
0: Mandolin Bay. I did not I did not, <laughs> not Botany say, Bay. I did, wanna, I did not, 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 not want to say the Botany Bay. <laughs>
1: not the Botany Bay. Which is a
0: marijuana shop. <laughs> but the, the um, Mandolin Bay in Las Vegas, the strip of Las Vegas, and anyone who has been to Las Vegas, you've been, I've been, we know that when you go to the strip, it's nothing but hotels.
1: It's nothing but hotels. It's nothing but people. And there's just there's so much excitement. And, you know, mm. My husband and I, we were just there, you know, three and a half, um, you know, three and a half weeks ago, mm. and we were in that area. Yeah,
0: yeah. Know? And I was there back in February, and I could look out my hotel at Planet Hollywood, see the, the Mandolin Bay, and it it's really puts you that's another thing that puts you in reality and makes it real when you've been to Vegas and yep. you know that that's a place where everybody goes and that really is a thing and a place where it could have happened to anybody. Yep. It was just the wrong day and moment to be there. It was. People were there doing the same things we were doing, going to see a show or going for a bachelor or a bachelorette party or going just for vacation or out with their guys or out with their girls. Yep. They were doing the same thing that we always do. We just chose a different weekend to go and then they chose this day to go. The uh, shooter's name... Was Stephen Paddock, and he was in his fifties, and he was on the thirty second floor of the Mandalay Bay Hotel, and which was a perfect elevation to shoot a bunch of people. I mean, he start he took an automatic weapon. I guess AK-47 and several others. He had over 20-some weapons. I don't know the accurate count on that. I
1: think it was actually a 10. He had 10... I
0: See, I've heard so much. I've heard 10, but now it's jumped up to more than 20 weapons that he's had in his room.
1: I looked at a couple photos that they had, and I don't remember seeing that many. Now, there could have been. No. It could have just been the angle that the photo was taken at. But I know that there was a confirmed at one point in time of at least ten. So we at least know there were ten in there. Yeah, he
0: took so yeah, he took several in there. And people were asking, how did he get guns into the hotel? Well, it's simple. It's Vegas. Bags yep. are and. always coming into a hotel room in Vegas because there's concerts. People are bringing in their equipment. People are bringing in their... Uh, Clothes for weddings. And there's always... It's a place where there's always going to be a lot of garments brought in.
1: But he had been there for several days.
0: But he put the Do Not Disturb sign on his door. And you're not going to be bothered, hotel policy, if you have that on your door. They, they might don't have bother you. They might have knocked on the door and nope, said... they, they will we, not. They, they, I'm saying, probably not. If anything, they might have knocked on the door and then left. But they probably didn't even do that. Nope. He put it on there. And hotel policy, according to the Mandolin Bay... Uh, hotel manager says that if that's on your door, you will not be bothered. Yep, we won't
1: bother you. And that's all he did. And and I'm we're guilty
0: of doing that. I do that all the time just
1: because I don't want people coming into my room. Not because I have, you know, 10-some odd automatic, you know, weapons. But because, you know, I've got my personal stuff in there, you know. I have, you know, my jewelry. You know, if I if I'm on vacation, I've got my electronics. I've got my prescriptions. I don't want somebody coming into my room. Looking at
0: all the weapons that he had it makes me really and be offended if you want and i'm talking to the audience and really i mean I'm talking to you too you cannot make sense to me why a regular civilian can get access to automatic weapons such as the weapons that was used in Vegas i'm all for i'm all for bearing arms and the right to bear arms but it just needs to be controlled i'm for having a pistol having a shotgun having a weapon to hunt with but you can't make sense to me why you need a gun that with one pull of a trigger shoots out a hundred bullets why that's a weapon of war and that's where it needs to stay i don't get it
1: and we actually had this very same conversation last night at dinner with a friend and you know we grew up In Eastern Kentucky. Mm -hmm. You know, through and through, we are Eastern Kentucky people. Yes. Um, And, you know, one thing that, you know, I kind of grew up around was I grew up around guns. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I didn't shoot guns. Right. I didn't deal with guns. It wasn't until I had my first serious relationship uh, with a gentleman from Winchester before I actually was exposed, you know, to shooting a gun myself. And I was 20 by that point, you know. So I'd spent, you know... Seventeen years in you know hillbilly you know country where you know they expect people to have all of these guns and I wasn't exposed to it I don't know about you
0: well I mean no, see I I was exposed to having a, a lot of guns around me because I was from Eastern Kentucky my dad's big in the guns he still shoots his guns and I'm all for people having guns it's just you need to understand what I'm saying I am against certain types of guns and I'm not trying to have the Hitler logic of You know, because that's what he did in some capacity. He tried to ban certain weapons, and, and that's the NRA's. They, they're trying to say that we're, we have the Hitler logic when we're no, we trying don't. to ban guns. That's not what I'm doing. I just say it's okay to have guns, but we need to put a control or a limit on what normal civilians like yes. you and me can buy. If I, if you want a pistol in your are to protect yourself from someone who might be coming in to cause you harm, that's yep. fine. But no, why do you need an automatic weapon? There's not
1: going to be 100 people knocking down your door at the same time. It, you
0: don't need a bullet to go through it's it. It's not an person. apocalypse. It,
1: it's not an apocalypse. Now, I mean, if... Uh, The Walking Dead were to come to fruition, and by all means, AK-47, the shit out of your life. (laughs) Yes. But, you know, we have a gun in our bedroom, we have a gun in our office, and I have a gun in my car, but the state of Kentucky tells me, hey, it's cool that you have this. Yes. It's cool that you have these things to protect yourself. Yes. I need to protect myself, my husband, my family. Yes. That's it. Yes. Not, I don't I don't need to, I'm not going to go out here in my cul-de-sac and, you know, make it, um, oh, what was that movie? Scarface. I'm not going to have a Scarface moment, you know. Say hello to my little friend. Yeah,
0: exactly. But we really do need to put control on it. it. And there are so many other countries out there that have stricter gun control laws, and this doesn't happen in. And America, you know, James Corden said, he said it best, America does not need to be a staple of gun violence
1: well I mean that's kind of true for everything I mean if you look at us I mean I love being an American I love being here I love having the freedom that I have I love having the access to education good medicine you know I love that you know we're able to do this podcast mm-hmm. you know we're able to have cell you know cell phones that we can connect with one another whether it be you know through telecommunications or social media you know and a lot of countries don't have that I mean North Korea, case in point. But unfortunately, I feel like as we are progressing, we are degressing as humans. Yes. I remember as a child, like, yeah, I could watch TV, but my homework got done first. Yes. My chores got done first. Yes. And I find myself now at almost thirty. I come home and I'll know I have two loads of laundry to do, but I'd rather sit down and watch TV before I do it.
0: No, I, I definitely understand. Stephen Paddock was an interesting man. It's not the perfect profile for a murder. And now, when you look into him and you look into his story and his sip and his siblings, his brother, oh, his brother, um, his his mother. When you look at his story, he doesn't fit the profile of someone who would do this. Now, he does have a crazy father who was a bank robber and who. Uh, was in trouble with the law himself. But this man, Stephen Paddock, there's, it's a, not in day from robbing a bank and killing over 60 people in gun violence and injuring over 500. It's definitely not in day. But if you want to look at Stephen Paddock as a person, he was a very wealthy man. He was yes. a high-stakes gambler. He went to Vegas all the time. It's like something just snapped. I don't know what it was, but something just snapped into his head to make him want to go out and hurt other people for no reason.
1: Well, it didn't snap that day, and it didn't snap a week before that. He actually had gotten a hotel room in Chicago um, during Lollapalooza. Which is one of the biggest music festivals that we have, we actually my husband and I attempted to get tickets mm-hmm. to see Lollapalooza or to go to lollapalooza, and I mean they sell out in in thirty seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not talking hundred dollar tickets I'm talking you know five six hundred dollar tickets, and he had actually rented a hotel room with an obstructed view wow. and he complained so this very well could have happened to. The thousands of people who attended Lollapalooza. And what city was this in? Chicago, which is also a a city that, you know, we've been together, you know. I've frequented often, you know, over the last couple of years, you know.
0: Yeah, it's scary. I mean, people are going to be fearful to run under high-rise buildings now because... Stuff like this can happen, and you have to worry about copycats. You have to worry about people who want to be famous and mm-hmm. get famous by copycatting a uh, famous massacre. And this, unfortunately, will probably something that will be copycatted, will mm-hmm. be emulated in some way. There always is school shootings. You see that all the time. Uh, I think that a shooting in a movie theater happened twice, didn't it? Ba- Batman Begins, and what was the other one? The Amy Schumer movie? Uh Yeah, the one where... LeBron James was in it, she was in it. It was, uh, yeah, it I happened. just know that two
1: females were killed during that. And I actually watched the interview that Amy Schumer actually done after the fact. And, you know, I'm actually not an Amy Schumer fan uh-huh. by any means. Right. But to see the, I guess just to see the emotion, you know, of someone who, she feels responsible for these people being dead. I mean, same with Ariana Grande, you know, yeah. not the biggest fan, but to see, you know, how helpless they both felt because they're the reason these people gathered. I, I would I would like to, you know, go as far as saying that's probably how Jason Aldean feels right now. He gathered these people. I mean, not just him, but you have Big and Rich, and um, there were a couple other, you know, country music stars that were there. These people came to see them.
0: Interesting point. Yeah, I would feel terrible if knowing that the people were there to see me. Jason Aldean, he actually ran off stage uh, when you heard the gunfire and people... I don't blame him. I would have done the same thing. Well, yeah. People were giving him crap saying, oh, he should have said heads up. you got to understand, these people are human beings. These people are just like us. They get—they have emotions like us. They have yes. fears like us. They get scared. They probably panic. They don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He heard gunshots. First thing you do is just run You run, run, run away. Run away. You know, he... If if you had to do it over again, he probably would have probably said shots, fired, something.
1: You don't process. You like, don't process people,
0: it. People don't
1: realize, you know, the psychological effects that happen when you're in these type of situations. You know, it's the fight or flight, you know, and every human is built with that. Yeah. I mean, your first instinct is automatically going to be... I need to leave. Yes. I need to get out of here. And every human being is built that way. Yes. That is the way that we are built.
0: Yeah. And he ran off stage... And the music shut down. I think when the entertainment stopped, I think people knew that the shots were real. People didn't think they were real; they thought they no, were fireworks. fireworks. But when he ran off stage and the music stopped, I think they knew that something was going on. Yep. And have you seen the videos?
1: I, I have. Unfortunately, um, you there's know, people
0: being mowed down in these videos.
1: I I tried to always steer clear of you know videos of this nature. You know, just in general, uh, just because you know, I just there's so already so much negativity. You know in day to day life that yeah. I try not to bring any more on to myself and you know what I already deal with, but yeah. I, unfortunately, I did watch some of them, and you know I just think about what I would do if that were me, yeah, and you know i you know I see some of these stories of you know husbands laying on their wives you know to protect their wives, and one you know one lady laid on her boyfriend to protect her boyfriend. And, you know, I just think about what would happen if, you know, that were me or Wiley. You know, I wouldn't want him to sacrifice himself to save me.
0: Well, the people, they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know that there were shots coming out of a hotel. For all they knew, it was somebody, some lunatic with a gun walking around killing people. Because one guy testified that he ran away from the bullets and went into some little cornered room with three young girls in there with him, and they were crying and they were shaking scared, and he was an older gentleman and he he was just as scared as them he said, and he says, Oh no, I've just screwed myself, I've backed myself up into a corner he said, because I thought because you know it's like reading a book, yep. you know when you read a book, you imagine things uh-huh. that you think things are like. They didn't know what was going on, so they probably had an image of what was kind of happening. Okay, there's shots fired, somebody's walking around with a gun. He probably thought they were going to open that room and just shoot him.
1: Well, because what's the one thing we know about hotels, especially high-rise hotels? What's the one thing we know?
0: That there's going to be shots fired from it?
1: No, that you cannot penetrate those windows.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and that's a, right. That's another thing. You know that those windows are hurricane Sh- proof. They're
1: shatterproof. They're hurricane proof.
0: And uh, little did he know, he was actually in the safest place he could be because he was in that. Um, that he was in the top of the hotel, and I guess I don't know how they found him if they seen flashing lights because gunfire does show lights. So they probably finally seen where it was. They busted his hotel. His hotel door down with an explosive device. And he killed himself, of course, because that's what cowards always do. Of they, course. They kill themselves. But yeah, he busted the windows open, which was a hurricane-proof window.
1: Which, apparently, it was a very meticulous way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think they've released the official report on how he actually broke this shatter-proof, alarmed window, because these windows are all alarmed.
0: Yeah. Is it? Is there a conspiracy theory? Have you heard any that there was more than one shooter?
1: Oh, I'm sure that there eventually will be. Yeah. And you know I love a good conspiracy theory. Yeah, I so.
0: love a good conspiracy theory, and the Internet's wonderful for it. So you check back a week later, and we will probably discuss this again with whole new different developments. Somebody's
1: going to be on the grassy knoll by next week.
0: Yeah, but I will say this, and we'll move on from the from this conversation. I, I'm truly at a loss of words on really what to say to the victims and in Las Vegas and their families, and we here off the cuff want to personally send out our condolences to those families and the, and the victims of the families.
1: And don't forget the city, the city itself. And the
0: fa- uh, yes, and the city itself. The city Pray itself. for Las Vegas. It's such a it's a great place to go, be entertained, have fun, and it's so sad that something like this. I you know I don't know what the vibe is like in Las Vegas. People say Vegas probably started right where it left off, but I can't imagine that it did. I I feel like that that. when you're there, even with all the lights and the glamour and the energy that Vegas has, there has to still be a a vibe that's there that's just so dark and so gloomy. So, but yeah, I, you know, my heart's, my heart, prayer, and prayer's. How do you say that? My prayers and thoughts. Yes. Prayers and thoughts. My prayers and thoughts go out to the victims of Las Vegas. But anyway, Amber, how... Kentucky football played another great game. They beat the Missouri Tigers. Some say Missouri is the worst team in the SEC. That could be true. But regardless of the fact, if they're the worst or the best, they still won the game that puts the Cats at 5-1. and one. Drew Locke, the quarterback at Missouri, best quarterback in the SEC in my opinion. He's fantastic. He was throwing amazing passes all night. I think that this puts the Cats in a really good position. They are now 5-1. and one. They won their last game before they go onto their bye week next week. So that keeps the momentum going for uh, the fans. It keeps everyone excited and energized about the program and the direction of the program where it's going this season. Five wins. They'll come off the bye week and they'll play – down at Mississippi State, at Mississippi State. And that's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a great game. Coming off a bye week playing Mississippi State, they beat them last year with the famous Austin McGinnis kick of the game. Man, Austin McGinnis, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite players on the roster at UK. He is such a fantastic kicker. He's going to go pro. I I truly, truly believe that. I think that Austin McGinnis is going to be in the NFL he has uh passed the all-time kicker record at UK. He's just he's great. And even though that this team, this UK team uh has a lot of ugly wins, they're still winning. And that's that's all that matters right now. We'll take it. I'll take it. How have you been?
1: I've been good, you know. It was um it was kindly of a busy week. Yeah. Kind of a busy week.
0: You're still working. Still working.
1: Still working. Um, You know, just kind of doing the day-to-day grind. I'm
0: growing a beard.
1: Uh, you are. And actually, as soon as I first seen him, you know, I kind of let it go for a minute. But then, eventually, once we made our way in and, you know, had our conversation. You've
0: never seen me with one.
1: I have never seen you with a beard.
0: She's never seen me with one. She's never seen my facial hair get out, you know, longer than a week more on my face and this is three weeks yesterday made three weeks so you have to give a beard time you have to give a beard time and i'm looking over here at my producer right now who's got a full <laughs> beard and you know you you have to yeah, you agree you have to have give a beard time you know because beard some men can grow it in within three or four days and all of a sudden it's like full like Sandy claws uh, case in point case
1: in point case in and point. and then
0: you got somebody like me who grows a uh, Isidore Collins' beard in three weeks.
1: You're
0: like a Chia Pet. Like a Chia Pet. So you have to give me time. So when we do the podcast next week and if I can still tough it out another week then make your judgments on my beard because that will be a I four week.
1: I passed no judgment. I just hadn't I, in the 25 years I've known you I've never seen you with a beard. And it
0: stuns you. It stuns you. You're it just like, did. Oh, well, it did. It's getting fuller. I think I, it's funny because people are actually noticing. Like, I've let my facial hair grow out, but never to this extent. No, never to this and extent. And people are like, oh, wow, like you actually can grow it. I think people are shocked that I actually can grow it. Well,
1: at first I thought your face was dirty. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't
0: know. I thought your wow. face was dirty. Oh <laughs> Wow. So now I look like a filthy animal. <laughs> Is that what it is?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I, thought your face was dirty. I look
0: like a filthy animal. You had something to show me. You said you had a surprise. I
1: did, you know. We always you know, since I've been, you know, you've been allowing me to come on, we always talk about our relationship and Mm -hmm. we always talk about, you know, some of the you know, some of the things we've experienced together and you know, we've always said one thing that we are so happy that we have been able to maintain a friendship. After all these years. Because yes. it is very uncommon for men and women to be friends. It, it, yes. It's very uncommon. And it is. Not to say we've not had our trials and tribulations of, you know, trying to keep this friendship together. God
0: knows we have. We
1: have many Facebook fights, uh, many mean text messages. Uh, in person. In person fights.
0: Battles, yes.
1: Uh, we've had some, some very interesting times. But, you know, I always think about... Where did we start? Yes. The beginning of this. The beginning of our friendship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I could think of stories to tell all day. Mm-hmm. I really could. I could think of things that, you know, would make both of us cry, that would make both of us laugh, that would piss either you or I, more than likely me. Yeah. You know, that we could talk about. But one thing, you know, tonight I was cleaning I was cleaning my office. Mm-hmm. And I was going through a Tupperware box that I had. And, you know, pictures were flying everywhere. My Jeremy Sumter stuff was just going all over the place. <laughs> and, you know, my husband's over in the corner wishing I wouldn't go through this damn Tupperware again. Because I do it every every time I want to feel sentimental about something. Yeah. I'll open up this box. Yeah. And I've got so many different things in there that, I mean, it's just a variety of things. Yes, But there is something that I've held on to my entire Adult
0: life, okay,
1: and I don't remember if you remember this, but you know I wrote for the Patriot Patriot Boys. Yes, you did. Yeah, the, was, the high uh,
0: school newspaper.
1: Yes, I was actually assistant editor in chief my senior year at Not Kennedy Central High School. No, go KCC. Uh, took that very seriously. Um, it was something that I really thought I was going to pursue. You know, when I got older.
0: Yeah.
1: And one of the first main articles that Miss Brenda McPeaks let me do, she gave me free reign and told me I could do whatever I wanted to do.
0: I think I know what you're talking about.
1: I could do whatever I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I wrote an article about Adam.
0: She did. Please tell me you have that article with you.
1: I have my first copy.
0: Oh my gosh. That is, I was not expecting that. Guys, I have to explain this on the air, what this is. Okay, like she said, this is an article that she wrote in our high school newspaper. Do you mind if I read it?
1: Oh my gosh, please don't read that. That's terrible. Please, please,
0: please. I have to you read this. You can read
1: an excerpt.
0: This is from 2005?
1: No, 2004.
0: 2004.
1: 2004, 13 years ago. Two- that piece of paper is 13 years old.
0: Wow, and so this article is about me. Brenda McPeaks is probably wondering why we need a student who actually does something for the high school. Maybe (laughs) plays a sport, maybe, you know, maybe does something. And I did nothing for the high school, but but somehow I made the. That's what happens when you got friends in high places. I made the school newspaper a whole article about me. It was called The Boy Behind the Smile. How fitting is that?
1: Oh, if people knew.
0: The Boy Behind the Smile by Amber R. Hall. Not turn. Which is now, not turn. Which is now, Amber R.
1: Turn. Turner,
0: and it says, with his full faith in God, you know, I want to, I want to read this to see if it still stands true today. It
1: does. I read it, and I actually cried for a few. Like it took me a minute to come out of my office because you know, not only did I find this, but I found, you know, every yearbook that I have, even our eighth grade yearbook, where you wrote, "You are bigger than life." You're my partner in crime.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking at this. This is not the official. No, 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 no. This was
1: my. This was my first copy that I made. It is so rough, and if you look on the back of it, we I doodled all over it. Yeah,
0: there's doodles all over it, and there's there's uh, messages here from the teacher talking about what you need to fix. But let me read this. It says, With his full faith in God and his strive to do all he can, Junior Adam Neal Banks has shown his peers as well as his family and his close friends that he is not only a hardworking and brilliant young man, but also a very talented, comical, mature gentleman. I like that word mature. That was...
1: And that was so not you. Probably
0: not the... Out of all those words, not the word mature. So not you. I like how she circled the word mature too, Miss Peace. I don't know why she did that. <laughs> Adam is currently a member of the Honor Choir, Beta Club, FCA, and the KCC track team, which I did for maybe three days. Um, so, <laughs> other than that, if you look at my um, clubs, you see why I didn't have many girlfriends in high school. It says... Uh, harboring many talents, Adam says he enjoys basketball. B- being with his friends, singing, running, <laughs> playing pool, bowling, and watching movies. He stated, I love scary movies. Adam is not only a gifted individual, he is a, also a very t- intelligent person. Adam is currently taking... That was a- a yeah. Hey, Adam <laughs> is currently taking APP English 3 and a variety of honor courses.
1: I have determined that was also a lie. <laughs> now, I,
0: took, I took honor courses, thank you very much. He has... Many plans for after his high school career has ended. Adam says, and this is what I said, I plan to go to Moorhead State University. That happened. Which is true. I want to major in communication. And guess what? That That happened. That is true. I want to be a broadcaster.
1: That is true. (laughs) And look
0: what we are doing now. I love the attention and I want to see myself on television. Hey,
1: That is all still very true. That is
0: also something that could still very much happen. But if things take a turn... I would like to be a lawyer.
1: Probably because your ass always be arguing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I should have said, I should have said, teacher, and this would have been perfect. Um, I wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, I have a passion for law. Adam smiled. Adam says he loves talking or taking French (laughs) one. Probably because it was real easy. That's what he said. And on choir, his favorite teacher would be Mrs. Marsha Thompson, he explained. Because I love Miss Thompson. She was just so sweet, and if you never she come, was. if you always got 100 percent in her class, if you didn't go to her class, you got a ninety nine. She was just great. <laughs> Many people influenced Adam throughout his life, put uh but Yeah, it should have been but. It says but the perfect or the But the person who has the biggest impact on him would be his older sister, Sarah Marie Baines. Adam says that though she is not the only person in his life, she is a big part. Sarah just has that drive about her, Adam says. She is always so focused and has everything planned out. I love hanging out with her. I do any chance that I get. Adam also says that both my parents have taught me to be honest and to respect everyone, especially women. My parents' ha- happiness has been the motivation that, that has kept me pushing forward <laughs> in my life. Adam is very comical. We have been friends for a long time. He was one of my best friends all throughout grade school, stated grade school friend Kevin <laughs> co- I love... You quoted Kevin up <laughs> quoted Kevin Huff.
1: Wow. Well, uh, next
0: one's
1: going to be even better.
0: Here's another friend. Adam is crazy. He has been—he's been my friend since we were little," stated Justin Bates. With all Adam's accomplishments so far, he is certain that he will go far in life. Love it, Amber, and that was—that meant so much to me. That was—that was, that put was that back in my box. That was so great, and you know, just so you know, I had the final version of that article in a file. Somewhere.
1: I also have it as well. Yes, um, it, I think it's in my other Tupperware. Yeah, I have another other Tupperware. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in there.
0: I love it. I really do. I mean, I think it's it uh, uh, brings back many, many, many memories. But I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode. It's been great having you back, Amber. It's always good having you back to be the co-host on the show. Love and being here. What I would like to do is end with some more Tom Petty. Choose a something producer that has not been played on the show. Choose a song. Just pick one. Pick a Tom Petty song that you like. Because everybody has a song that they like that's a Tom Petty song. Like I said, even if you don't think you've heard him, you've heard him. So yep. let's, let's chime out with some Tom Petty. What's our producer playing here? Oh. Oh. Okay. Don't come around here no more. I like it. Well, Amber, I want to thank you for being on the show. Always a pleasure to have you on.
1: Love being on Off The Top.
0: We'll see you later, everyone, in the next episode. I'm out of banks. We'll see you later.